Hi, I'm Jonathan Edwards, and I want to welcome you to the Jed Breaks Bread podcast. My goal in this podcast is to teach the truth of the Word of God and apply it to our lives that our orthopraxy might be as good as our orthodoxy. May you be blessed. Hey, welcome back to the Jed Breaks Bread podcast. Um, I'm excited to be with you today. I'm going to be doing something a little bit different than I normally do in that I am going to be teaching somebody else's material. Um, In this class that we've been teaching at our church on creation ordinance, I've been partnering with a young man named Daniel, and he is in seminary. He's getting ready to graduate, and he taught a couple of these lessons on the ordinance of dominion. And I tried to talk him to come on here, but he was a little bit reluctant. And I said, oh, I'll just I'll just go ahead and take your material. I'll go ahead and I'll teach it. But I'm giving you the credit, okay? And I would like to someday have him on for an interview. And it'd be great to interview him and talk to him about some of his life and study experiences. But uh, that would be a future episode. Anyhow, I want to also ask you to just excuse me. I sound a little bit funny today. I've got the sniffles. I've had a cold uh, about two weeks ago, and I just can't seem to get over the sinus drainage and all that. So it's kind of gross. I hate it. But just bear with me. We're going to do the best that we can to make it through this episode. All right. Without further ado, we are going to be looking today at the creation ordinance of dominion. The creation ordinance of dominion. Now, what is this creation ordinance? Let's actually start by going to the text of Scripture We always want to take what we learn and what we study from the Bible. All right, this is not something that we invented. It's not something that we thought up ourselves. It's from the Bible. So in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, we read the creation account. And in uh, verses 26 through 28, and actually a little bit into 29, all right, we find God's creation of male and female. And we know that, of course, that's Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter 2 tells us it's Adam and Eve. We find God's creation of male and female. And then we find God's instructions to male and female. What does God expect man and woman to do as they interact with the creation that he just made? So let's take a look at the text. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So what we find here is that God made man in his own image. Man was made distinctly different than every other created being that God made, including the angels. Nowhere does it say that the angels are made in God's image. Only man is made in the image of God. Now, this is just a refresher to you because we discussed this in one of our earlier creation ordinances. Man was made in the image of God, and then God 
gave man a commission, a command, a mandate, if you will. I mean, you can pick whatever synonym you want to, but God gave Adam and Eve a mandate, a command. And here it is. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The word or the words subdue and rule indicate God was giving a certain authority and also a responsibility to Adam and Eve. And here's how we could define this, okay? Mankind's authority over creation is the command given by God to mankind whereby man must exercise authority over the creation. So the ordinance of dominion is an ordinance that applies to all men for all time regarding the entire creation. And what this does is it establishes mankind as the chief ruler over the earth. Mankind is the chief ruler over the earth. Now, let's take a look at some various truths that we can glean from these verses. We see, first of all, that mankind is part of the created order, but he is different from the rest of creation. And we notice that by noticing that man was created in the image of God, not from, uh, not in the way that any of the other animals or plants or living beings were created. So first of all, man is different. Man is to be like God. Being made in the image of God means that you're like God in some way. And God himself has authority. God himself has dominion. And God decided to bestow some dominion, some authority to mankind to exercise over the creation. So we can conclude, secondly, that it is God's will for man to have authority over all creation. It's God's will for this to happen. And so if it's God's will for man to rule creation or rule over creation, to exercise authority over creation, then it is right and just and good for mankind to utilize creation in whatever way he sees fit. Now, I know you're going to say, well, people have abused it. People are destroying the earth. All right, that may be true. I'm not going to argue with that. Some people are destroying the earth. And I'm not just saying like some people, like a few, I'm talking about entire nations are destroying the earth. But that is an effect of the curse of sin. That is not an indictment against God's original mandate right? God's original mandate was subdue the earth, rule over the earth. When sin entered into the picture, when sin came in and affected all creation, that obviously meant that mankind would be affected in how he exercised authority over creation. So just because men abuse their authority today doesn't mean that God's original command was somehow inept, inefficient, um, or insufficient in any way, shape, or form. All right, so let's make sure that we understand that 
the abuses that we witness today do not indict God's original design intention. Secondly, or I'm sorry, we're on to the third point now. Thirdly, God carried out what he desired to do. This is found in verse 27. God desired, it was God's will for man to have authority over all creation, and then God carried that out. How did he do that? Verse 27, he created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Man is made, as I've already mentioned, uniquely of all creation in the image of God. And one of the things that man possesses is the ability to think, comprehend, problem solve, to do some things that only God can do. Man has a personality, man has will, man has emotion. Because God wanted mankind to successfully rule creation, God endowed mankind with various characteristics and traits that would enable him to do that. And the way the Bible describes that is by saying that man was made in the image of God. Now, we don't have time to examine all of that. And there is some debate amongst what it means to be made in the image of God in terms of like, what's the extent of that? But the bottom line is that God wanted man to exercise authority. And the way that he saw fit to do that was to make man in his own image so that man possessed some of the same traits that God possessed. Not that man is equal to God, but he is similar to God. He is like God. Fourthly, we find that man's dominion over creation is a responsibility that is given by God. And I think this is where we sometimes really get tripped up. We don't view the ordinance of dominion as a responsibility. Imagine that you create a wonderful something, whatever it is. Let's say that you're a cabinet maker and you spend thousands of hours hand carving decorations and designs into a custom built cabinet out of a really expensive exotic wood. And it's a once in a lifetime bespoke piece. Now, you're the creator of that and you want somebody to treasure it. Okay. You want somebody to treasure it. So you're not just going to give it to anybody. You're going to give it to somebody who will treat it responsibly, who will take care of it, who will manage it, who will, you know, add oil when it needs to be oiled, who will make sure that um, they don't set wet drinks on it, or if a spill does happen on it, that it gets wiped up quickly. They'll make sure that kids aren't hanging off the drawers or, you know, some such thing as that. If you spend a great deal of time making something, you don't want to give it to somebody who's not going to be responsible to care for it. You want them to see the value in what you've created and to exercise the appropriate responsibility to care for that object. That's exactly what God has done for us, mankind, in providing this ordinance. It is a responsibility to care for creation. 
And part of that responsibility involves subduing and ruling. Okay? Now, finally, man's dominion over creation is absolute. Nothing is excluded. Look at what the text of Scripture says. I love how thorough this is. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. What are you subduing? The earth. What are earthly things? What are earthly things? Like the plants. Okay? Plants. The waters. The land. Fill the earth and subdue it. So anything that is earthy is to be subdued for the benefit of mankind and to the glory of God. Also, you are to rule over the fish of the sea. All right, so you're ruling over all aquatic life, over the birds of the air, okay? So that's all um, life that flies. And what's interesting about that is birds, you know, they migrate. So you could have some birds at one point and then um, they, they migrate away and then they come back again. So you're, you're ruling over those birds and then over every living thing that moves on the earth. And that would be all of your reptiles, all of the cattle, all of the other mammals and animals. And it'd just be, there's so many to name. You are responsible as a member of the human race, as a member of mankind, to rule over all of these things. You exercise authority, you exercise dominion over all of them. Now, let's take a look at what these words mean because we, we need to understand what rule and subdue mean so that we practice this dominion or we practice this ordinance appropriately. Let's begin with the word rule. This is also, uh, or could also be translated have dominion or exercise dominion. And that's where the, the name, you know, the ordinance of dominion comes from. This particular word um, is found in over a hundred passages or a hundred places in the Old Testament. And what it basically means is the right of a superior to rule over an inferior. And it's typically referring to like kings over people. It does refer to God's rule over creation. It also refer, refers to the sun and the moon ruling over the other luminaries in the night sky. And so it's easy for us to all of a sudden create a sinful power dynamic when we think of superior, inferior. But what, what we are really trying to understand here and what I think is being communicated is that there are different, what we would call vice regions of authority. There is the supreme authority, that's God himself. And then there are lesser authorities who have been selected and chosen by God to govern in his place, to govern in his stead, various aspects of creation. And I'm actually going to talk about this further in the next lesson. But this word rule, okay, just talks about having power and exercising authority over something else. And when it is used in Genesis 1, 26 through 28 regarding mankind and creation, all of it, all that all it is doing 
is showing that there is a authority structure that is put in place by God, that man is the top, if you will, superior, and creation is the inferior. This doesn't have to do with worth. It doesn't have to do with value. It doesn't mean that one is less than another. It has to do with order of authority and responsibility to carry out instructions. Mankind has a responsibility to carry out instructions regarding creation. Creation has no responsibility to carry out instructions regarding mankind. All right, so that's what we're dealing with with the word rule. Now, let's take a look for a moment at the word subdue. The best understanding of the word subdue is that it means to bring something under control. To bring something under control. And this makes a lot of sense, right? If man is to have control, or if he is to have authority, then he needs to be able to bring things under his control. He's going to be able to bring fish under his control, the birds and all the animals and all the plants. He's going to be able to bring it under control. This gives man the right and the authority to do things like manage cattle, manage agriculture, chop down certain trees so that you can grow certain crops, and do all sorts of other things like that. You are bringing creation under control. And think about it. Under the perfect conditions in the Garden of Eden, there probably wasn't a lot of out-of-controlness that was going on. However, if Adam and Eve wanted to um, farm, if they wanted to exercise work and authority, they had the right, because God said so, to cut down certain trees to make a house if they wanted to, or clear a patch of ground for a garden, or whatever it is that they wanted to do. The word subdue means to bring under control. And they would have brought fish, birds, cattle, everything under control. We, there's, a, there's a phrase that we use to describe that. It's not really that common anymore because we don't live in an agricultural society, but it's animal husbandry. Okay, Animal husbandry is the science or the practice of bringing animals under the control of human beings so that those animals can be used profitably by human beings. Okay, so here are the two words, rule and subdue. And those are the words that God uses to give dominion, or those are the words that help define what it means to have dominion over the creation. All right, well, we're going to quit this lesson right here. And I'm going to, in the next episode, talk about the spheres of authority that God has granted. So we're going to move from just the basic understanding of God has given man dominion over creation to the various spheres of authority that mankind has within the creation. All right. So look forward to that in a future episode. All right. I hope that this blessed you. I hope that it challenged your thinking and may God bless you as you seek to practice his truth in your daily life.